The following content is an audio platform, so you won't see all the red flags around the shit we say. Start the show. just saying that air horn is kind of like an audible red flag though. <laughs> if, you, if you really think about it it's true See? yeah it's true yeah you know it's either we you know we don't have a we don't have a problematic alert or anything so we usually say that air horn for our most problematic shit though. <laughs> more or less niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black your black-ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And I have to start off with a public retraction. Let's go. So last week, we had a discussion about the uh, the, the wedding photographer guy. Yes, we did. And I yes. was I was very opposed. Um, I, I think you and I had differing views on, um, you know, the, yeah. the outcome of that. Yeah. Um, afterwards, a good friend of mine brought to my attention that I did not fully read that article, and I, I did not have a full understanding of the scope of the photographer. And I, and I glossed over the fact that this was a guy who identified himself as not really a photographer and whose friend that was getting married kind of pressured him into taking pictures and was just like, I'll pay you 250 for it. After the photographer had already said, you know, like, I'm not really a photographer. More but, of a hobbyist. But, of a hobbyist, yes. So... After working, you know, 10 hours or whatever and asking to eat something and and even saying, like, look, if y'all ain't going to feed me, I can at least door dash some shit and, and wolf it down in 20 minutes. And the friend was on some whole shit like, well, if you do that, you won't get paid. Right. I fully support what he did. One hundred percent. There we go. Ruin his wedding. Fuck his shit up. You know, I would have saved a few of those photos. And just like photoshopped him. Oh yeah. Or done some fucked up shit just to just to hold it over his just head. Just to throw some shit in the game. A little later. But yeah, I, I 100% support what he did. Um, also, don't do favors for your friends. Just go to the wedding. Just go to the fucking wedding. Have them honestly. have their cheap asses hire an actual photographer yeah. that they can abuse. 250 is cheap. Yeah. Yeah. They they were getting over and they were trying to keep getting over and yeah, fuck them. Yeah. yeah honestly. Um Black people. That's what I love about black people. It couldn't be black people. No, because we gonna feed you. We gonna feed you. We gonna feed you. We gonna get insulted when you don't. Exactly. Like somebody, somebody's big mom. Look, every black wedding that I've done before, somebody's big mama, somebody's auntie, somebody, baby, you 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 hungry over there? You gonna eat today, right? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm going to eat in just a few minutes. I'm trying to catch some shots. All right, come I, over and get I, you a plate. I, I tell you what, you see, you see, I got that plate stacked. I get that plate with that furrow. They don't say foil. That's that, that plate with that furrow wrapped on it. <laughs> that's yours right there. That's yours. And I ain't gonna let nobody touch it. You you better make sure you take a break in about five or ten minutes. Because you, you out here losing weight. You ain't gonna be out here. <laughs> you know, you go to you're right. You go to a black. I love us. Hey, somebody big mama go feed you. You ain't lying. <laughs> I'll tell you, you go you gonna eat before you leave, motherfucker. <laughs> oh God, and don't let them be West Indian. Oh. 
Don't let them be West Indian. Jamaican, they going to feed you. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah. You, uh, African, you going to walk out with some jollof rice. I, nigga. Yeah. Um, uh, it is episode. 157. 157. How was your week, D. Randall? It was great. Okay. Yeah. Let's throw that up. Yeah, okay. Um. Well, it was all right. Oh, fair enough. I had my uh, surgical consult. I short. Long story short, I'm gonna have to get rotator cuff surgery. Oh boy. Uh, relatively soon. So okay. Um, there may be a week or so that I that I have to take off because I will okay. probably be heavily medicated, and I cannot be responsible for the things that I say <laughs> when I am on intense painkillers. I would say we're already heavily self-medicating and can't be held responsible for That's this. That's a Patreon say. episode. That is a Patreon <laughs> episode. You ain't lying. Um, you ever seen a transgender dog before? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Ain't that what happened when they neuter him? See, that's the kind of stuff that happened that you say when you're. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah, that's heavily medicated behind a paywall. Um, let's see. Um, my week was okay. Um, the, I guess we're at a point where the job is starting. To, I mean, the job still kind of sucks to me, but <laughs> it's it's not as bad as the kind of as the dog days before it to me. Yeah. Like it's kind of stabilizing out where I'm able to kind of stretch my legs and I I I'm improved I've improved at the job to a point where I feel comfortable and I feel comfortable around the customers, I feel comfortable mm-hmm. around the coworkers. Um my boss is not really a high pressure guy. Like he he's one of those bosses that didn't really mean to be the boss. Yeah. So it it's I feel there's some shit he's working on about his demeanor as well. And you can tell that, and he, you know, so he is kind of in more of a teaching mode. Um, we also just found out that the real manager, that the, the manager that was, their new manager that was supposed to be coming in is not coming in. Mm. Uh, there you go. There's she, your opening. She's staying with the army. There's your opening. Yeah. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Say it. Um, Who better? She's in the army and she's staying with the army. Hey. Um Stay I, stay and have that career. I was I was I was looking at your your, your IG uh stories oh the other day. Uh oh. Were you were you outside again? I was outside. I was outside last night actually. You were outside in consecutive weeks? It's <laughs> Are the streets officially reopened? Uh, I won't say that. Um, From I, streets you come and to streets you shall return? So, I was outside in the streets. What? Uh, it was necessary. October 15th, I won't get into detail. Uh, I'll say in gin pop opinions while black. This is kind of more <laughs> of a Patreon thing. But October 15th is kind of a rough day for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the anniversary of a passing of someone. I actually cared about very deeply. Um, It was less rough than past years. Mm -hmm. I can say that. But I needed my friends. I needed the reunion. I needed the squad. Yeah. So I called an emergency kickback. There we go. And we met up. We got drunk and played Jenga. Yeah. 
Um, you didn't appear to be a big fan of that game. Because I wasn't, because I wasn't winning. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm just say that. Um, it, yeah, because I noticed you didn't show that next move. The next move was yours, and I noticed you didn't oh, show it. Oh yeah, it was. The tower was looking kind of wobbly. I, listen, all the, I all the moves from then on. I think I had like two moves left in me, and. All the moves from then on were, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And in my head, me getting away with the move was, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> when you get to that point in Jingle where everything is just luck. Yeah. And niggas start. Nick, you've never seen. See, you guys look at the way niggas play Jenga. The way <laughs> niggas play Jenga. Very loudly, first of all. Is they do that like. They do that shit where they like. Try to try to kung fu. Yeah. The block out like they're Mr. Miyagi. I thought that was normal. It is not normal. Okay. <laughs> I, try am, to... I am niggas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all niggas. Don't get me wrong. Tried to, I kept, you, you just keep kung fuing the shit out and get lucky. And then you remember you got, you actually have to stack the bitch back on the top. Yeah. <laughs> which is where everything gets fucked up. Uh, but yeah, we had a good time. And my, 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 my people really showed up for a nigga. Shout out to Roy. Shout out to Cooper. Shout out to Amanda. Uh, yeah, man. That was some real healing. Um, good, good. And today, I was on a date. Yeah, I went, on, yeah, I went on a date. Um, what? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, she actually, she asked me out a while back. And we just could she not. She asked you? She did indeed. She asked Sadie me. Sadie Hawkins in this piece? Yeah, man. And we just could not get a. Wait, what's what's the women's dating app? The one with women go first? There's an app like that? Bumbler or something? Hmm. I didn't know that's what Bumble was. Let me make sure because I might have you on some other shit. Oh, okay. Because I might need that. I like that. Um, She did indeed ask me out. Um. This is a while back. It was really just kind of a, you know, maybe we should go grab something to grab a bite to eat, or maybe we should go get coffee sometime. And we were were kind of fine with that, and schedules just did not match up, and I was trying to, you know, I was the new job. I was getting back on my feet. Is that what it is? Is is it Bumble? No? Okay. Um, And... She hit me up. Now, here's that. And this is, and we're actually, this is actually our flower segment. Uh, this is our flower segment, and I'm going to, and you're going to find out why. Oh, no, no, no. My bad. I'm right. Yeah, Bumble. So, Bumble is the one where women make the first move. Okay. So, okay. That's it makes it mandatory that women initiate the conversation. That is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look into that. I, I'm curious about how that works. Yeah. Um, so, or meet people in person in or real meet, life. Yeah, meet people in person in real and life. Not and not apps. And ask them out. Easy for me to say, I know. Easy peasy. Um, so, this is actually going to be our flower segment. And you're going to understand why in a few minutes. So, um, she hits me up early in the week and is like, so I got tickets to this uh AfriFest, which is this Houston African festival that they held at uh, HBU. Mm-hmm. 
and that I had no idea about. And she was like, I, I actually had tickets for me and the for me and for me and the kid. Would you like to join us? And I said, sure. I now, y'all know me <laughs> at this point. Being asked out on a date with your kid was not something I was ready for. I did or I didn't know how to approach that. Even though I had some theories. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's safe. It's a safety net. Very much. It is very much. It's a safety net on two fronts. One, one complaint that women have that men miss is that men are not asking women out on enough dates in the daytime. Mm -hmm. Um, I, this is my problem, especially because just because of my work schedule, um, and I don't, and after, you know, during the week, I'm not available during the day. And on the weekends, I have no idea what people do during the day because I'm usually getting a late start or going to record. I'm not, I haven't, I'm not in much of an outsider these days. Could have fooled me. <laughs> so wait till you get older and start falling asleep at 10 o'clock and you're like, hey, if we can't get here by like two in the afternoon, it's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, um, it one it was a safety net because it was during the day, and two, it's going to be PG and it's gonna be and and it's gonna be uh, all ages friendly because there are kids there. Mm-hmm. I did, I thought about it and I realized I didn't have a problem with either of these things. That's good. So you stand up person. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm I'm realizing now in retrospect that there are some niggas who would have not signed up for this. Nah. So I went, and on the way there, I stopped for flowers. I did this because, like, hanging out like when when I was hanging out with Tristan. I Tristan was allergic to flowers, mm-hmm. like like literally scientifically allergic. Wow. So yeah, so flowers were not a good move. So they were never really in the picture. But it was the first date. I said, "Let's do flowers," and so I stopped somewhere. I pick out some flowers that are pretty nice, mm-hmm. and I I just I didn't know what her favorite flowers were, so I guessed. Some guy walks by me. Hey, what's up, young buck? Whose birthday is it? I said, I don't I said nobody's birthday. This is for a lady. He goes, Oh, okay. I was just asking because it's my birthday. Well, happy birthday, OG. Here, here are some flowers, sir. <laughs> I was like, well, all right. Happy birthday there, OG. He goes, yeah, man, I'm 65 years old. Keep on living. Keep on living. I Congratulations, man. Many more. You know, uh, I, turned, I turned 65, you know, but I just lost a friend of mine a few weeks ago. I'm sorry to hear that, OG. This is just as I'm picking out the flowers. And he goes, yeah, man. You know, I, I had to. I was thinking back on all the, on, on, you know, all the people that didn't make it with me to this point, man. Well, you know what, OG? You keep on living. 
you keep on walking the miles and remembering them and those stories, and they are walking those miles, and they will be walking those miles with you, mm-hmm. and they get to live on because you get to because you get to live on remembering them and passing those stories down. That is your job as the OG. And I feel like that. I wasn't saying this just to get him to fuck away from me. I feel this way. The OGs should be passing the stories down. Yeah, man. You know, he probably doesn't have a nephew or a grandson or somebody close to him to, to do it. And sometimes we just, I, I will say this, man. I, I Older people, I do enjoy talking to a lot, especially if, that, if they have good stories. And I, and I fully realize, and I may be just ex- assuming in this case, I fully realize that they may not always have people to talk to. Correct. And I, they are some of the most enjoyable people to listen to. And they got good stories, man. Yeah. I did not have time for those stories at that moment because this was just a stop <laughs> on my Uber ride. Yeah. I was trying to get in and get out. Um so we meet up at the at the, we meet up at the place at uh on on campus. I am walking along what is it's a lo- man, it feels great outside. It's a lovely day out. This is the weather that everybody's been waiting for. Uh, all these motherfuckers so pressed about their jackets. Nigga, put on some shorts and get the fuck out there. Today was the most perfect weather day we've had since, like, April. April? Nigga, uh, before the freeze, fam. (laughs) Like, this is one, this is a wonderful fucking day. Yeah. And so, and so some, some OG, some OG dudes, some security guards ride by me. On the little cart. I thought maybe I wasn't supposed to walk on this path. Mm. I thought maybe I had walked on the grass by mistake. They pull up. I take my earbuds out. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Uh, officer, what's going on? He say, I say, that's the way you're supposed to do it there, young buck. I see you. That's the way you're supposed to do it right there. Yeah. I'm going to get some notes from you, young buck. Mm. Teach these devils. Just, just, and just looking at the flowers. Now, granted, it was a lovely little bouquet of flowers. But I was like, God damn! It, I swear, it's, I swear, for me who got these flowers for a lady, all these niggas trying to suck my dick. What the fuck is going on, bro? And so I get there, and where we're supposed to meet, I'm sitting on the bench. She told me she was gonna be running late, so I don't mind. It's a nice day. I'm listening to I'm I'm watching everybody passing by. Everybody in some uh, many of which are in African garb. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to my music and some lady comes up to me. Excuse me. Take my earbuds out. How can I help you? Damn earbuds. It's the earbuds, man. I'm yeah. telling you, when you put in your earbuds, that's when everybody wants to talk to that's you. That's a universal sign that don't talk to me, but it also invites people to talk to, to you. To talk to you, correct. I say, how can I help you? And she goes, I just had to ask, who are those lovely flowers for? Uh, I'm waiting on a friend. She goes, and she looks at me like there's more like there's more to it. I mm-hmm. go, it's, it's kind of a date. She goes, oh, well, I just had to come over here and compliment you. Those flowers are so beautiful, and I just had to come over and say something because I don't see men doing that anymore. I don't see men bringing women flowers anymore. Uh, I was just talking about this with my daughter. My husband told me he was going to bring me flowers 
do you know how long ago that was? I said, no, ma'am, I don't. That was four years ago. I said, huh. Avoid eye contact. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you right now. You know what, though? You know why that raises a lot of attention, right? I'm I'm gathering. If you think about it, you don't really... Well, first of all, you know, acts of chivalry like that are, are kind of dead, first and foremost. You don't see a lot of Tinder dates to start off with, you know, with a nigga bringing flowers. I would well, assume. There's a couple of sides to that, I think. Yeah. For one, giving the flowers is always cool. The awkwardness, the awkwardness comes in what to do with them after. Not everybody mm-hmm. wants to carry them around for the, for the whole evening. That is correct. And and but yeah, the the first part of it, the giving, is the part that I think a lot of people don't really see much of nowadays because right. a lot of times, and I was I was having this conversation at work, and one of the ladies at work had flowers delivered to her for her anniversary. You you you're more likely to see someone delivering flowers from a service Correct. than you are the person the person who is giving the flowers delivering them to the recipient themselves. Right. So that. That small act is something that people are not used to seeing nowadays. So if they see, you know, they, they see a young brother walking around with some flowers, they look at you as a special type type of person for, for taking the time to do that. Because, you know, a brother like me in the Amazon generation would be like after the date, like, hey, everything went well. Let me send some flowers to you. Correct. Correct. And, and let me say, that is valid. That is also a valid way to go. But shout the, out to Fannin Flowers <laughs> right. from the early to mid nineties. Oh right, I remember Man. them. They were on point. They were hey, they won't. La- they only last until the morning. I'll say yeah, that's true. Too. But they get you through the night. Terrible pun. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible pun. Terrible. I'm gonna let it happen. Boo this man. Um, we don't we don't boo here because we're drunk. <laughs> um, so. She was like, I just had to come over here and compliment you. And I have a booth. Uh, if y'all, you know, if y'all happen to see me, stop by. Because I just have to meet this woman that was worth you coming here with these lovely flowers. And I said, well, we'll if I see you, we'll definitely stop by. Uh, not long after that, she shows up with her kid. Very well-mannered kid, kind of quiet. Um, I was like that, so I can't really, I, I can't really say anything. Um, well-mannered, uh, well-behaved. Um, she's, uh, from what I can tell, she's got a little bit of a hands-off, uh, policy with him. You know, just, you know, he's probably going to do right if, but I'm also going to let him rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I, I know, I, I knew I liked her already because, her main her main mission at this African festival was the food. Okay. <laughs> so, what else do you go I, to festivals for? I can't be mad. I mean, they had a, it was a lot of shit going on. You know, it was a lot of it was a lot of good uh, you know, um uh handmade art and merch and all and of that is culture. Nice. All of that is nice. It's the food. It, it is the food. I, you won't see me at a festival if the food ain't on point. And I didn't think about that. And I, you know, y'all know me on Saturdays. I cook a big breakfast. Yeah. I, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, you, you've been to the Caribbean Festival in, oh, in, yes. in Brooklyn. Yes. And you didn't go for the arts and crafts. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, the nigga <laughs> came back with some jollof rice. 
Um, but I, you know, I was good. And so, like, on the on the weekends, and like I said, I didn't think about that. And, like, I cook a big breakfast to the point where, for me, in my internal clock, lunch doesn't happen for lunch doesn't happen for me on Saturdays till like three o'clock or four o'clock. Mm. And so, um, now her plate looked good. She went and got her a nice little plate. Um, I wish I see more of the Afro slash Caribbean uh, drinks there. Mm. I, mean, I know this is a family thing. No rum is- punch. Are you right? Well, no, I meant more like I mean this. I realize this is HBU, oh. and I realize this is a this is a, a fun for all ages situation. Ah, getting that, yes, but but no rum punch still? still. Well, more importantly, no red stripe. <laughs> still well, no rum punch. Well, red stripe. Is, red stripe oh. is uh, is Jamaican though, right? Jamaican lager. It is it, not African. Okay, this is African. Not African. Sometimes, but a lot of times they sneak some of the Caribbean stuff. I get in there. you. So anyway, it's Afro Latino. Yeah, <laughs> it's still Afro something. Yeah, there's right. There's yeah. It's it, it's a crossover thing. They stopped there before they got here. You know what I'm saying? We you know we we. It's not so much about uh uh where the where the ship came from. It's where the ship <laughs> dropped you off. Uh, uh, so I got that backwards. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> this now I have to admit this date it was more of a building session. You know them old school building sessions that are less about the date and more just about talking about anything and everything. You just, you got some food and you got the atmosphere, but you just posted up talking. Well, for me, back in, for me back in the day, way back in the day, that was dating. Maybe I'm that a, was dating. Maybe I'm a boring person, but for me, dating was like endless conversation. Correct. About a lot of wonderful stuff. Everything and nothing. It didn't feel forced. Right. Um, she's a very interesting woman. Um, I liked hearing her story, and she seemed to like hearing mine and kind of where our stories intersect in some ways. Um, I always like hearing from the people that are not from here um, and what brought them here and kind of how they look at Houston culture. Kind of like new listeners to this podcast, huh? Correct. Why the fuck are you here? Why the fuck are y'all here, man? And as we're talking, this young lady comes up to us with a bag mm. and something in her hand. Okay. And she says, hi, my mother sent me over here, and she wanted me to give y'all these. She hands me a small hand-woven bracelet, small black hand-woven bracelet, and she hands... She hands the lady a bag with soaps in it mm. and the hand and the hand woven bracelet or two. And she says she wanted me to come over here and give you all these. We were just commenting on those are some lovely flowers that you gave her. And she just really wanted to see this woman that was worth going to all that trouble for. And we were just talking about how men don't do that. And I look over, and it's the same lady that approached me while I was waiting. Yeah. And she's waving, and I'm waving back. And I had to explain the situation. And she was like, really? People were really coming up to you about these flowers? I mean, they are really nice. And I, you know, and, and she, it, it was nice for her. She got these lovely little handmade soaps and shit. And I was I was blown away. I was like, "Oh well, thank you, 
And it was really wild. Like, the universe really conspired to give me some points here. Because I wouldn't stop and bought these fucking flowers. Look at them. And I don't know. Uh, flowers, from so for me, this week, flowers go to everybody. Flowers go to everybody that was involved in this little thing for just for just the mood, like allowing a, a bouquet of flowers to alter the mood and to just conspire to make a beautiful day that much nicer for some guy on a first date. That's dope. That was some wild shit. I, and that was a long way to, for the story to get there, but, like, that's some wild shit. Yeah. Everybody's really feeling this shit about the flowers, man. Flowers for flowers. That's dope. I, so, yeah, flowers go to all of y'all. Man, hit them with the air horns. Um, Having said that, going into humans ain't shit. We're going to keep this one short and sweet because I feel like we've talked about this one before uh, many times. This is like Leave Lizzo Alone Part 87. So, Lizzo, Cardi B had a uh, dance hall-themed birthday party, which meant everybody get to dress half-naked and whine on each other and dance on stage with Spice. Um, Megan Stallion was there. Tana Taylor was there. Hmm. Uh, Karuchi was there. It was a lot of motherfuckers oh, in the building. Oh, that's what those photos were from. Yeah, yeah, a lot of motherfuckers were in the building. By the way, the best thing about this whole party was Tiana Taylor so turned up, she jumped on another bitch's back and was whining it. That was hilarious. And riding her like a fucking horse. This shit was hilarious. We know how she... And so... You, Every time you look at Tiana Taylor out in the world, we get a little more insight into how she kept that nigga. Iman ain't going nowhere. Not ever. Ever. I might have sent it to you. I'm going to send it to you. Um, So a lot of people were there. This was the big, this was just the, um, my favorite guest appearance was Cardi B's sister, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Cardi B's sister is hilarious. Now that I know who she is, Hennessy is hilarious and fine. Like Cardi B gets a lot of press about her looks. We're not having nearly enough conversations about Hennessy. Um, she bad. Um, I know I'm not her type because I have a penis, but <laughs> Hennessy is indeed bad. Um, so Lizzo was there and Lizzo was basically in a very sheer dress. Oh, is that it? That is it. I just, I just got to it. Yes. A very sheer lavender dress. I would not really call that a dress as much as I would netting. Correct. But I digress. And of course the usual suspects dragged the fuck out of Lizzo for this bull for the for this bullshit offense. It's a it, first of all, it's a dance hall themed party. Everybody looked ridiculous. Everyone, I mean, pretty much in all these photos, everyone is very scantily clad. Every single person. There's not a lot left to the imagination. Megan was on point. 
Karuchi was on point. Tiana Taylor was probably the most dance hall. Uh, that that is that is an outfit you would really yeah. you would genuinely see yeah at a bashment, and it made me miss New York badly. Wagwan, Wagwan. We told the West Indian folks we were gonna stop doing that, uh, but fuck it. I, I mean, I didn't I mean, try. I didn't. It. I didn't try the forced accent this time. I understand. It's yeah. See that that's the one they wanted us to stop doing. Rustaclat. See all that. They 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 told us to shut the fuck up. Rewind. See see see. Wicked. Getting us in trouble. Getting us in trouble. <laughs> and my thing is this. First of all, it's a dance hall theme party, so everybody gonna look tacky and crazy. Two. Y'all got to leave this, leave Lizzo alone, like for real. Y'all didn't say Rihanna didn't wore the same shit. That's that's was Svarsky crystal joint. She wore the same shit. Y'all didn't have nothing to say about it. Not a single fucking word. Y'all just don't like that a fat girl wore it. Just say it. Just say it. And everyone and everybody wants to be all. Is that Sky? That is Sky, Sky of Black, Black Ink, Ink Crew. Crew. Yeah, I, I figured. don't know what that is, but I figured. I figured you do. Yeah. Um, and my thing is this, y'all, y'all got to be honest. And, and and the thing is, the thing that makes me angriest about the fat phobic shit about the fat shaming is y'all try to act like it's not fat shaming. It's always well, nobody's above criticism. And everything's not necessary. just because we're critical of her doesn't mean it's fat shaming. It is when y'all didn't keep the same energy about Rihanna. It is when y'all don't keep the same energy about Nikki. It is when y'all don't keep the same energy about Jordan. It is when y'all don't keep the same energy about Lil Kim. It is when y'all don't keep the same energy about Iggy or Doja or any other or any other woman who's worn see through shit in her career. That makes me think something is the fuck up. You know, I, I almost feel like if I almost feel like if people just stop saying shit about Lizzo, then then maybe she'll. Oh, what was that? Shout, oh. out, shout out to BET and like pages that just load audio without I you hate asking that them. shit, bastards! Stop it! But I almost feel like if, if people just if people like stop saying shit about her, then she will stop doing things to make a display of. Of, of shutting y'all down. It's true. It's true. She only does stuff to respond to the haters, and then the haters say that that she's just making it up. She's Nobody's hating on her. Yeah, y'all are hating on her. Tiana Taylor is... Wow. That happened. Wow. That happened. I, I was showing Randall... Uh, Shout out to Amon Shumpert. I was showing Randall the footage of Tiana Taylor. I have no further comment. Being so hype and so turnt that she just jumped on somebody's back <laughs> and just started and just started winding. Um, Fellas, how do y'all feel about fine women dancing with fine women because they're creeped <laughs> out by y'all? Send your answers to opinions while black. <laughs> it was wild. Like women have so much fun with each other. 
Because they can, they can. They don't need us. They don't need us at all. They don't need us. They can, a function. They can grab all the titty and ass that they want and be completely happy with it and be completely comfortable without it getting creepy. It's true. It's true. And y'all can't do that, fellas. Or they won't. I remember there was a time. I was a big poor. Yeah. There was a time when uh, niggas didn't give a fuck. I remember it was weird, too, in the 2008s. When niggas, when niggas was just really out here doing the doing the Dougie with each other, <laughs> and I didn't know what to say about it, I didn't understand that generation of um, niggas was really out here, especially these Dallas niggas doing the Dougie, the Ricky Bobby, all with each other. Yeah, um, um, it was an awkward time. Dougie Fresh didn't die for this. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood it. And now women do the same shit because they don't feel safe with our nasty asses. Y'all did it. Congratulations. And also men don't really approach women anymore. Well, that's a whole nother. Uh, That's a whole nother. I feel like that's some circular shit that in the end we really did to ourselves. Yeah. Um, Leave Lizzo alone, y'all. Honestly. And what gets me is that if you don't like it, just ignore it. Stop fucking looking at it. That's what gets me is that yeah. is that dudes don't nobody want to see all that shit. Quit clicking on it. Just in the two or three slideshows that I looked at just now, if there was one person that you did not like to look at, there were plenty others to look at. I don't say in that same spot. If if you didn't want to if you didn't want to see Sky from Black Ink Grew, you could certainly look at Karuchi. Yes. Uh I in fact did because I did. <laughs> I would say I in fact definitely did. Um, and, and my thing is, it's almost as if y'all are just looking for some shit. Y'all are just looking for some shit. And and one of the one of the things that sucks the most about y'all is y'all do this shit where well she's a public figure and she's a celebrity so she should be ready for that. She's also human. She's also a human fucking being and. Everything that happens in public before your eyes is not necessarily your fucking business. Speak on it, son. I will say it again. We have to get to a point where we understand that everything that happens publicly in front of our eyes is not necessarily our business and does not always need us chiming in. Lizzo wasn't bothering y'all. Lizzo really hasn't been bothering y'all. Anything she has ever had to say was in response to fat shaming, and she did not make this up out of thin air. She didn't. I know she didn't. I feel like if y'all would stop fat shaming, she would stop trying to prove y'all wrong. Everyone would be happy. It really is that simple. It really is that simple. And people always come with this, oh, well, it's my opinion this and it's my opinion that. Keep it to yourself. No one always remember that no one asked you. Keep it in your safe space in your text group. Always remember that at the end of the day, on social media, ultimately nobody fucking asked you. Right. And I know some of you have had have 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 brought this up. Well, Oz, nobody you give your opinions and nobody asked you either. On the contrary, about three thousand people a week ask me. Mm. Mm. So. Just pointing that out. Speak on it, son. About 
3,000 people a week ask me. Someone asked me. Someone asked me or else I wouldn't be doing this podcast. So, just so you know. Song of the Week. I'm very happy to introduce this song. As a matter of fact, I'm going to start queuing it up. Okay. Uh, I forgot to queue it up before we started this program. I actually, I was just about to say, this week is a very special song of the week. So I am going to turn it over to my man, D. Randall. Yes, uh, this week's song of the week. As I stall for time. (laughs) Is from uh, friends of the podcast, friends in real life. Um, You hear us talk about them all the time. Uh, The fine people at Radio Galaxy are releasing or have released a new single, new song. Called Why You, spelled Why You, featuring Carl Thomas. Yes, that Carl Thomas. Yes, this is not this is not a, this is not a drill. This is not the late nineties. This is the real thing. As in, I wish I never met her, Carl Thomas. That same one. And I wish I never met her at all. Yeah, Carl. He lives in Houston now. Real good guy. Cool guy. I didn't um, know he lived here. Yeah, and this song was supposed to have been released back in February, but then the little freeze happened. Yeah, and it kind of shut things down for a while. And now that they have uh, started putting the final touches on their next project, uh oh, they said, "Let's go ahead and put this out." So, without further ado, this is Radio Galaxy featuring Carl Thomas with "Why You." This is Opinions While Black. Uh, what does Oz usually say around this time? Pour yourself something. There we go. Get it's comfortable. Be, it's going to be a good show. That's right. Opinions while black. Let's go. <laughs> Finally, after 157 episodes, I get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Dragging my 
remember, I remember. Said I remember, I remember, I remember. All of the ways you used to get down. That was Why You by the Radio Galaxy featuring Carl Thomas. That was fire. I, I'm i not just saying this because uh, I know you and uh, you produce these niggas and uh, because you're talented. Nigga. Yeah. That is fire. That is fire. They like it literally it incorporates everything we love about Carl Thomas's sound um about his kind of timeless R&B vibe and incorporates it with everything we love about the radio about Radio Galaxy sound about like ev- like their whole futuristic R&B vibe which by the way these I don't want to say these motherfuckers are trailblazers in the futuristic R&B vibe. I'll say it. And that this is and I don't want to say that this is becoming a a a a trademark of uh, that that these that these niggas before a lot of people thought this was hip stepped out on and took a chance on and have been winning at ever since. I don't want to say any of those things. But they're proving to be more true Every time these niggas drop. Mm. I don't want to say that this is coming from the same folks that produce Scotty Spittin. Scotty Spittin's fire fucking album. Speak on it, son. That have that have fire ass cyberpunk esque joints on it. Like fucking uh, like Starman and Deckard and yeah, I actively listen to this motherfucker. <laughs> the first Hugh album, these motherfuckers really jumped out and took a chance on some real future futuristic shit. The first the first song you hear is called Tron. Yeah, and the shit sounds like it should have been. In Tron 3, which will now never happen and will maybe get oh, disappointingly rebooted with Jared Leto in it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm upset. You can tell I'm upset about that shit. This is fire. I said all that to say this is fucking fire. Um, 
News on an upcoming album. Coming. Coming. Okay. Coming. I'll take it. That, that, that's as much as I'll give you all right now. Okay. Um, yeah. not, in, not in Q4? We're in Q4, are we? We are. Uh, no, not in Q4 because there, okay. there are some things that uh, there are some things that we're, we're working on. Okay. Okay. Visually. Oh, shit. Yes. You heard that. Let's go. You heard that. Radio Galaxy is coming. We're going to talk about some artists that are coming later, but Radio Galaxy is coming. A lot of people should be nervous. Locally and beyond <laughs> should be nervous. And you can hear that, and you can hear that song in the opinions while black. Um, if you are a Spotify or Apple listener, you can hear that in the opinions while black uh, playlist. Mm-hmm. I'll be updating that playlist as we're recording. Yeah. Um. So on to the rundown. Um. What else? What do we got? Oh, you know, we didn't mention this last week. I feel like we should mention it. The first take ratings. Mm-hmm. have significantly declined in the absence of Max Kellerman. Not a shock. <laughs> Since Max Kellerman abruptly left first take, apparently not as many people have been eager, have been eager to watch first take. You know, what a surprise. Stephen A. Smith and his xenomorph forehead can't carry the show <laughs> <laughs> on his own. Who would have thought? That's Zeno That boy got a space ball helmet head. <laughs> oh man. That nigga that nigga got that Logan's run head. Get the fuck out of here. Oh boy, I have said many times I stick to this that that nigga forehead. Looks like a typographical map of the Million Man March if it were being dispersed by the police. Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> Xenomorphic, boy. What the fuck is wrong with us? Um, Yeah, who'd have thought that uh, a show that hinged on having a reasonable person arguing with a uniquely unreasonable person... <laughs> would not prosper if it were just run by unreasonable people. Who would have thought? It's almost like Tim the Tool Man Taylor getting his balls electrocuted off without Al Borland on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, y'all don't remember that home improvement shit. Y'all don't remember. <laughs> Only millennial kids were the ones that really suffered through home improvement. <laughs> Yeah, I was at, at that point. I was. I think I was still watching Martin. Didn't Tim Allen grow up to be like a piece of shit, or not grow up to? But didn't Tim Allen end up being like a piece of shit somehow? Uh, I know he did jail time or something, something like that. I don't yeah. know if it was fraud. I don't know what he was doing. I don't, I don't know. I, I I get him. I always get Tim Allen mixed up with um uh, the other white guy. I can't. Remember. I was saying there was a lot of white guys fucking up yeah. back then. Um, but yeah, so who'd have thought that was, and, and it's, it's crazy that this news comes out after, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Stephen A. Smith is kind of thumbed on the nose by the public. 
uh, for the way he talked to and about Kyrie Irving. Um, whether you agree with what's going on with Kyrie Irving or not, mm-hmm. um, Stephen A. had to know that that it, when you talk about one of these young, like well liked dudes who is up to this point been kind of a favorite in the media, um, they were gonna drag you. You can't get on first take and call a media darling like Kyrie Irving a stupid fuck or whatever it was he called him. Um, they was gonna come and get you, mm. even though. Kyrie Irving might be a bit of a stupid fuck, but I'm going to leave that to I'm going to leave that to people that know better than I. Um. Uh, I I don't really care about he's doing his research. I don't care about the Nets enough to <laughs> to, <laughs> to really ju- to really just have have a have a side one way or the other. Yeah. Um. I kind of frown at anybody that's kind of promoting. You know, not treating the issue. Anyway, another thing we missed last week that we didn't talk about. I'm surprised we didn't talk about. Did you see Lil Fizz apologize to Amarion? You know I did not. That nigga on the on the Millennium Tour showed up on stage and apologized to Amarion. Presumably for uh fucking his baby moms and trying to carry on a relationship for camera time on Love and Hip Hop. Did Amarion do a shimmy? As that stupid ass this. dance. <laughs> Apparently, they pieced it up and was all good. Lil Fizz, let me tell you what really happened. Lil Fizz got tired. I mean, she dumped both of them. I was gonna say, I was gonna say <laughs> when when the girl dishes y'all both for Dr. Dre, it's easy. Presumably, it's easy to apologize. It's easy to go ahead and piece it up. I, <laughs> this is some regular nigga shit. I've been through it. I yeah. de- I definitely wasn't fucking with a dude the same way. And the chick that we fought over ended up not being worth a damn anyway and kind of fucking over everybody. Was she really not worth a damn? She was not worth a damn. Were you just mad? No, she was insane. (laughs) She was insane. She was not worth a damn. She... She did not give a fuck. I don't want to get into the to all the specifics here on on this platform, but that was one that did not give a fuck. Um, Of course, now she's married with a ton of kids but back in the day did not give a fuck and i lost a little, it was where me and you find it came up with our pack that we will never fall out over a woman because i lost it because this was a because this was a, another homeboy that i lost a lot of good years with over that shit mm. it's true i lost a lot of good and, and we worked we both worked for the same company and everything we worked for different parts of the bookstore um i we lost a lot of good years. We agreed on this over some bullshit that didn't benefit anybody involved. And this is not one of these bros over hoes thing. I don't want to limit it just to that. But I'm at a point. I'm like, you get to an age where you start looking back at some of the shit that you beefed over. It was like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? Now, and there's I don't think little Fizz... Had these magic realizations. This is, you can have a lot of realizations when the bag is on the line. Yeah. Side question. Is there a difference between bros over hoes and homies over hoes? Think about it. Homies over hoes. Homies over hoes. Boondocks. A, yes. Boondocks thing. Homies over. Okay. Homies over hoes. <laughs> this is a very. 
This is a very non-constructive question. Not at all. <laughs> not yeah. But you you can get back to the Fizz and the so, Marion. Yeah. Fizz and the Marion. It was the bag. Let's not pretend that they were anything but seduced by the bag. Yeah. Because let's be honest. For the level of of stakes involved in what happened there, y'all can't y'all can't do flips over each other and dance the same way. This ain't you got served. Yeah. Everybody just came magically came together and squashed the beef. <laughs> no, fam. No. They they not flipping and dancing the same way they used to. Not ever again. And we're not gonna know what we're not gonna know the real get downs until we get the B and T movie in ten years. They also didn't talk after the show was over, by the I way. I say they didn't say shit to each other afterwards. Because before before somebody goes up there and apologizes to someone there's a conversation that happens in the back, like, "Hey, bro, hey, fam, hey, man, after after this song, I'm gonna come out, bro, man. You know, I what I'm saying? say something to you, fam, just so they can, you know, just so they can, you know, what I'm saying, like, bro, all right, Fizz, what you talking about, bro? I'm a, you know, I'm I'm gonna put it all out right, there, man. Fam. I'm gonna put it out there, man. Sport. You know, cause man, we we trying to get back to this money, man. So you know, I'm just gonna put it out there, man. All right, just, if it's about know, the money, bro. I'm just gonna say it was my bad. You know, what I'm saying I know I was wrong, and man, we just gonna move on from there, bro. Let's get this money, my nigga. Also, not for nothing. Outside of either one of them, when you really let April start talking for herself, you realize it really wasn't shit to fight over. Shining beacon of intellect, this chick is not. I'll just say that. I'm just say that and move on. I don't want to call her an airhead. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, music. Mm-hmm. Never really gotten down to the nitty gritty of music in a while. Adele dropped some shit. Yeah, Adele dropped a new joint with the announcement that her she album. Didn't, she didn't drop a husband, did she? <laughs> I mean, she been dropped him. Okay. Uh, happily, happily with another dude. Oh, okay. That I'm not familiar with. Good for him for now. Um, <laughs> it's good for him until he fuck up. That next album gonna be fire. That's what I'm saying. He's gonna inspire a very good album. I'll say, um, it's like it's almost worth. No, let me not say that. No, I'm gonna say it anyway. It's almost worth it to date Adele to ruin her life so that you can inspire like a great work by her. God damn it! And take pride in knowing that you inspired that great work of art. God damn it! I knew it was coming. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Adele. Adele, keep being well. If you if you must keep being happy, <laughs> <laughs> more than anything, I you know we want you to be happy. We want the best for you, um, fam. Adele dropped some new shit. She dropped a new single, and the announcement that her uh, album is going to be out in November. So Adele is coming. SZA has dropped some new shit, um, and her album is imminent. I don't think we got a. I don't think we got a. Firm date on that, but SZA is coming. But she did drop some new shit. She got she got some new shit out with James Blake. Mm. It is fire. Um, and of course Summer Walker, long awaited sequel mm. to the to the first album. Uh, we got announcement that it is we it's coming. Like they gave us this look. They gave us this this weird track list. With just like four or five songs on the on the track list, and everything else is blank. But one of them sounds like a skit. Maybe I don't know. 
but it's called Sierra's Prayer. As in Russell Wilson Sierra's? As, as in Russell Wilson Sierra's Prayer. Hmm. That is something we can unpack later. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait until I hear this. This is from Summer Walker, right? This is Summer Walker. Um, I hope she's saying that, you know, as as a woman who's experienced some issues in my most recent relationship, my prayer is that I will someday meet a corny man who will turn my (laughs) life around and turn out being the best thing that ever happened to me. (laughs) Oh, man. And dress this nigga for the rest of his life. Look, Russell Wilson is all good now. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't shit. He ain't got shit to worry about. Um, Yeah, man, I will say, you know what? As somebody that has sang Summer Walker's praises musically, I am hyped for this. And remember, I was one of the ones, when we started this podcast, I was one of the ones who who really first started playing Summer Walker and telling everybody that Summer Walker was about to have a real good run. Everybody asked me, who's who's up next? And I said, after playing, I played hey, it wasn't even a hit. I played CPR. Yeah. Which I, was a which was an album cut. I remember that was in the early days of this this podcast. Um I played CPR. And I sang the praises of Girls Need Love. And I said, Summer Walker is about to blow. She's about to have a good fucking run. And the very next year, then she gets that joint with, then she gets the remix with Drake. Takes off from there. The album takes off. Summer Walker has had a very good run. I'm really looking forward to the sequel of an album. Not much needs to be said about SZA. We know that's gonna be hot. Yeah. That that last album is a lot to look up to is to yeah. live up to. Yeah. But we know it's gonna be hot. There's too much money around her. There's too much production around her. James Blake ain't recording with no bullshit. Right. I do have a question to ask, and you don't have to answer it, but I do have a question. Let's go. Regarding Summer Walker, you don't have to answer this. Let's go. Has anyone else, any other musician, ever? made better music as they've had more plastic surgery done on their face. (laughs) (laughs) Serious question. Think about it. The more plastic surgery Michael Jackson got, the more the quality of his albums kind of... Well, well, I'll put it this way. In retrospect, I don't think we gave Blow on the Dance Floor a fair shot. Lil' Kim. Hmm. Okay. Well, you got you got me there. You don't have to answer. I'm just saying. It's just something for the listeners to think about. Okay. Th- think about your favorite musician. And if their input, their output, if their output remained consistent with A- each after the surgery. Increasing round with each successi- successful round of plastic surgery. Think about that. I can't say specifically that, on the face. I can't say that the already obscure love and hip hop would be artists only got more obscure the more they the more they fucked the more they changed their face. 
I'll say that. And if that, and if we can extrapolate that data onto the A-listers, that might be some insight. I'll leave it there. Um, what else we got going on? Oh, the price just went up. I, oh. Let me say, the price okay. just went up. Who did the price just go up for? Rory and Maul. Oh. Rory and Maul, everybody knows who basically, who just, who in the, who a few months ago broke up with Joe Budden uh, and left his show um, and started their own podcast thanks to uh, Kevin Durant's production team. Yeah. Mm. And started their own podcast have now signed a $10 million deal with Sirius XM's Mm. Stitcher. No, that's not Airhorn. That's a... Yeah. That's that's an explosion. Um, Fam, the price just went all the way up. And for for Joe Budden to have been talking all that shit after they left about how he was treated in the process of, quote... Trying to make them, trying to make them all millionaires. It looks like Rory and Maul just said "fuck it" and went and made themselves millionaires. That's what it sounds like. And I have to say, that's the best success might be the best way to get over somebody. Because if we were talking about Summer Walker making a ten million dollar deal. After all the stupid shit her in London went through, this woman would be getting patted on the back from all sides. That ass is, well, anyway. Fam. Consensually. Consensually, of course. Fam. 10 million? 10 million. It's an easy way to say you're over it. Yeah. Yeah. Been over it. Like. This was the this was the revenge that Jerry Maguire dreamed of. <laughs> Remember when they fucked over him and he thought yeah. in, in his mind he was just gonna take all of all of the large conglomerate that fired him's clients? This is this is what he was after. This is the Quan, my nigga. This is the bag he was after. Rory and Maul just got the Jerry Maguire bag. And I have to say. I have I lost touch. I I'm I'm not caught up on their podcast because right when they dropped, I think there were a few episodes in. Right when they dropped, I ended up having to. Uh, I went back to work, so I fell behind on some podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't have all day to listen to every podcast anymore. But it was good. It was good, and as it turns out, all you niggas that tried to hate. These niggas are entertaining and engaging and have smart, savvy things to say that you, even though you may not always agree with them, have smart, savvy things to say without Joe Budden screaming all over them. Which is which I have to say, even though I'm still a listener, is more than I can say for Joe Budden's B Squad. Mm. I, I, I can't I can't stress this enough. Cause they seem like okay dudes. But as far as, as far as their hot takes on shit, this is not it. Mm-mm. This is not it. Not. It's not it. 
It's not it. I and, and you have to expect this was at least one of them is a Dallas Cowboys fan. At least one of them is a Dallas Cowboys fan. At least one of them is way too into iPhones. I'm just saying. Anyway, Rory and Maul have come up, and the price, and that's what happens. I can say the price has gone. The last nigga that said that I wouldn't be shit without them. Mm. I'll if say it, I'll if say, y'all make a podcast, I might sue you. He ain't saying that shit no more. Oh, he oh he's played now. That he knows he now that he knows that he has no legal grounds to do that. He's been saying he's so happy for them. I can't wait for him to be a guest on their show. <laughs> you know it's gonna happen. You know it's gonna happen. You know it's coming. According to him, they're good and they they meet up and talk shit like outside of podcasting and that maybe that's where that relationship should stay. For them, I agree. Roy and Maul, podcasting wise, should stay as far away from Joe Button as humanly possible. But he should still be a guest one day. Down the road. I um, mean, like two, three years down the line, at, right? At the earliest. A couple of cash, a couple of checks. Yeah. Like, and it needs to be on a special episode. Oh, yeah. What oh, they, yeah. What they ought to do is as they're doing their tour and they go into Jersey and they're like, who are some of the hot new podcasters? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is kid named Joe Budden that we're going to have open for us. <laughs> Come and rescue some of these niggas from Patreon. <laughs> Oh man, are they laughing? Remember the Patreon days. <laughs> <laughs> we got ten million straight, boy. I tell you, uh, that is a it, 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 like I say. There's someone out there to this day that said Oz and his brand wouldn't be shit, and that Oz and his brand had no reach. Three years later, suck my fucking dick. Wow. <laughs> Every time, every time my shit, every time my my email alert rings off that we sold some more merch. Uh-huh. Every time my email rings off with somebody else who loves the podcast, mm. I met someone in person who recognized my voice and my name and and referred to me as Podcast Oz. Wow, and shook my hand. My hair was fucked up, so I didn't let him take a picture. <laughs> I think back to that person that told me I wasn't going to be shit. Mm. And I think in my head how the price went up since then. Mm. Can we invite that person on the show? Absolutely not. <laughs> not ever. I don't ever want to hear her fucking mouth. I don't ever. Never. Never. Never on my platform. Love it. Never. And not after. She, she, because they don't have any content worth me introducing them. Mm. I read I read that comic book. It was trash. I'm sorry. Damn. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Damn. I shouldn't have said that. Damn. This became about me real fast. Shots I should, fired. I should, I, it wasn't good. The artist, the artist was immensely talented. Right. He didn't have anything to work with. Oh, well. She doesn't get any more airtime. Yeah. 
Uh, but that's how it is when the price goes up. They don't need to give Joe any more airtime. Joe Button doesn't need to be a part of their story anymore. And maybe that's why they don't need to have him on. Joe Button doesn't need to be a part of the story anymore. They can make they can they that's they get true. they get to write the other half of their of their story now. Like, and maybe they always were, but they Joe can be effectively written out of the story at this point. Just like my man from Bridgerton. Um the 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 light skinned dude. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bridgerton, as it turns out in the books. Goes on without that guy, mm. like it's a like I think it's a series of books, and if there are four books, I don't think there are four books, but if there are four books, they go on without him for like the next three and a half books. So yeah, they don't they don't you don't have to be a part of the story. My least favorite character on the blacklist, I just found out, is no longer on the blacklist. She was the main character. Who well? She was the character who wasn't James Spader. Yeah, and no one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck. Just keep giving us ten more seasons of James Spader chewing scenery. That's (laughs) that's the only reason you tune in anyway. That's the only reason anybody watches the Blacklist in the first place. Ain't no Liz. Ain't no Liz fans out here, fam. Uh, So yeah, that's what happens when the price goes up, bro. The price goes up. You get to write people out of your story. Whether they were instrumental in your story or not, you get to write those people out and you get to make your own name. And they have $10 million to make their own name with. They might, look, they can fulfill that contract and then never do another podcast again. Right. And that's a lot of money to make your fucking name with. Assuming that they don't have to pay it back. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, salute to them. And, you know, and one more thing. They did something I didn't like. I'll say that. I think it was an interview for Vulture, maybe. Mm. And Rory said some shit like, well, you know, podcasting is at that point where everybody's just getting on and everybody's just grabbing a microphone and all talking about the same shit. And not for nothing, Rory and Maul started out talking about, indeed, talking about the same shit. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, and this is why I hate when content creators get to that brass ring and then look down and start doing that. I hate that shit because it it's short-sighted uh, when we talk about what this, what this platform, what this craft is really about. It, never, it was never about, and every now and then, every now and then you have a, a platform that says things that other people aren't saying. That ha- that put themselves in a position to you have you have some good shit out there like uh my favorite murder. There there's there are a lot of very good niche podcasts out there. Correct, but uh, there are there are a lot of podcasts out there in which people are talking about you know some of the same things that are happening at the same time, and and ultimately, the reason why a lot of people listen to podcasts is because they like the voices that are that are that are talking. Correct. 
Um, you and I could talk about the same thing that, you know, 10 other podcasts could talk about, but maybe there are people out there who just like the way that we talk that about we it. That we talk about, correct. I think you use an example where, you know, you, you like listening to Van Lathan. Van Lathan talks about a lot of the same shit we talk about. Van Lathan ain't talking about I can tell you right now, Van Lathan ain't talking about first take the way we talk about first take and vice versa. Right. Van Lathan, I always say he is doing a level of podcasting that not a lot of podcasters are doing because he has the intellectual range to do so. Mm-hmm. We, we're going to get into John Gruden later, but he ain't talking about John. We're not talking about John Gruden the way this motherfucker's talking about John Gruden. And because we exist on a different intellectual range, not necessarily better or worse, just different. And we're presenting it in a different way because Van Lathan isn't giving y'all happy hour with your two favorite niggas. Yeah. That's not his aim. Uh, and it's all about brands. There are people out there. By the way, shout out to Lala from Play No Games. She is celebrating her second anniversary Let's go. of Play No Games. Uh, new platform from uh, also a new platform from her coming soon. Um, there aren't a lot of women locally that are talking that inspirational shit the way she does. That are open and honest about their journey the way she is. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always say when people feel like, oh, but everybody's doing the thing that I want to do. Nobody's doing it like you. Nobody's doing it like you. Right. Nobody can replicate you better than you. Right. Nobody. And there are people that want to hear from you. There are people that wanted to hear from me as a podcaster. There are people that want to hear from D. Randall as a podcaster. Maybe. You know, and, and there, there are people that want to hear us as opposed to people that might be talking about this shit in a way that is familiar or maybe disingenuous to them. Yeah. So, and I say that not only in response to Rory saying just everyone's talking about the same shit, I say that in response to people to people out there who feel like maybe not just us, but the podcast, but the podcast landscape in Houston is gossipy. I, I say that in that, well, because that's the landscape. It's like hip-hop. Hip-hop, most def always said, hip-hop is wherever the people are at. If the people are good, hip-hop going to be good. If the people are smoked out, hip-hop going to be smoked out. Happy 22nd anniversary of Black on Both Sides, by the way. Um... Yeah, that okay. rolled around. That was random. Yeah, that's about right, though. Um, so, I, I you know, it, it, the, the art form is going to be wherever the people are at. And I don't think there's anything wrong with where the people are at. We have enough out there where people can pick and choose. Yep. It's a, so it's a good time for podcasting. It's a good time for podcast listeners because there's a lot of diversity out there. I just looked at the podcast and the new and improved podcast and color directory. That motherfucker is stacked. Mm. Yeah. Head to fucking toe. Shout out to Barry for holding that down. I don't know how she manages all that shit. Uh, she's, there's, there's something for everybody, y'all. 
Everybody. So, yep. Everybody can eat. That's all I had. I, that's all I really wanted to say about that. That's a good place to take a break. All right. Uh, we'll be back uh, with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Sober Conversation with the least sober team in podcast. I'm not drinking water this week. <laughs> <laughs> Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And we are drunk on a Saturday night. I like that I got. I, I, I like that I'm getting it out of the way and I have Sunday to myself. Man. Tomorrow uh, to just catch up on cast, work on my fucking. Man, I got so. so you working on that? You still working on your book? Though, right? No, well, I'm working. I'm always working on the comics, dog. Okay. Um, um, and enjoy, enjoying my last weekend off until I have to go back to uh, working on Black Nerd Problem stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just got my mask for my Halloween costume. Oh, I'm supposed to be Bane. Okay, I got one. I so I bought one mask. The mask does not fit my head. And it, they described it as rather large. And, and to be honest, it is rather large. I have a big head. It's not fit my head appropriately or comfortably. So I'm going to alter it a little bit. Okay. Because I bought another, an alternative mask that was just going to go around the face area. Mm-hmm. Boy, Etsy didn't. Oh boy, Etsy. Boy. Mm-hmm. That was some con artistry they did on uh, me, nigga. Got him. That was some con artistry. I'm going to show you this fucking... Dude. I'm bringing it next week. I'm going to show you this fucked up mask they sent me. Damn. This is some bullshit. Um, so, I'm going as a black man who has to go to work that day. <laughs> that's, that's my costume. <laughs> I figured it would be not... I'm going as Bane. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to do some work on the mask. And I got everything else so far is on point. Uh, my vest is coming in. That's the little action vest or whatever. But you need to get like a fake Batman, like sprawled over your knee. Also, <laughs> that'd be so good. <laughs> I have to get a little broken Batman mask. Yeah, and walk around with that bitch. Yeah. I like that. That's a good idea. I I'm not gonna do the Bane voice on 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 the air because y- y'all don't deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they gave me this Etsy. Boy, it's some Etsy con artists out there. I'm gonna slap the shit out of whoever. I'm a fun. I should have brought his name to just put him out there. But I'm gonna slap the shit out of whoever that was. <laughs> um. In the meantime, it's time for white people must be oh, stopped. Snap. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Man, if we're talking about white people fucking up, we got to talk about John Gruden. John Gruden had to get the fuck out of here. I've so okay for those of you who don't know, John Gruden is an NFL coach. Was was an NFL coach. My opinion, not worthy of the legend around his name. Mm-hmm. Just my opinion. Some of you sports people are going to come at me. He was the coach of the Washington team, right? Correct. The team from Washington, correct? Formerly the Redskins. Formerly. Yes, the, the team with the red, with the racist name that they that they fought to to keep. Correct. 
Absolutely correct. Okay. Um, basically, they they found some unsavory shit in his emails. By unsavory shit, I mean a long, sordid history of him of him saying misogynistic, homophobic, and altogether now racist comments. John Gruden always. And let me just say, it never surprised me because John Gruden looks like he says nigga 25 times a day to keep yes. his teeth white anyway. <laughs> but, and it's also worth saying that John Gruden did not get fired for saying racist things. Right. Because this is the NFL. The NFL has, has always had a long, sordid, documented, fucked up relationship between the coaches and the players, between the administration and the players, between the owners, between everybody from top, from all the high ups from top to bottom, and their players, this is documented for the years. entire NFL is fucked up. The entire NFL is problematic and racist and terrible, and so it should not surprise anybody. Not necessarily that John Gruden was running around saying nigger. But that it was, but he was saying that he was saying nigga for this long with impunity. Mm-hmm. John Gruden ain't new to football. John Gruden is decades in the game. Email has been decades in existence. This motherfucker been saying this shit with impunity for a long time. As a person who works in IT, and, and most importantly, as a person with common sense. If you have some fly shit to say, don't say it in your work email. Ever. Not ever. 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 Just assume that anything that you type in an email at work can one day be printed out and read in front of you. Just assume it. The internet is not written in pencil. Just saying, y'all. The internet is, I say that all the time, and this is what I mean. The internet is not written in pencil. It's written in ink. And even if you send a personal email to someone, most likely you can't take it back. You cannot. So say it to their face. Say it, have that same energy. Keep the same energy. Say it to their face. But Don't no one in the NFL, they probably did. I was say, I, was, I, <laughs> I you, they just you got, ain't lying. They just got away with it. <laughs> right. Um like I say, there's not a lot to say on that on that topic. It's just that the 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 shock people have. Oh, John. Oh, well, uh, John Gruden was saying misogynistic and homophobic things. Well, he was saying nigger long before that. Yeah. So offensive line, get off your high horse. Offensive line, you guys are going down to the right. Niggers, you're going down to the left. All right, you double you, time. Let's go. Can I see some protection from you, fucking moon crickets? <laughs> Fuck is wrong with y'all. Can I see some? Can I see some rhythm? Can I see some rhythm on that field from you, Jungle Bunnies? Yeah. Oh, oh they've run the gamut. Yeah. Let's, let's not. Let's not. Let's not be coy about it. It wasn't just nigga in the emails. No. If I had to guess, they was running the gamut. Nigga was the starter word. I would say. Yeah, you know. That's just the word to let them know that you're racist. I'm just saying. And, I, and then you get down to business. I'll say we need to bring back some of these little uh, white slurs. Fuck happened to O'Fay? They don't hit. They don't hit the same. Yeah, no, O'Fay don't hit the same as nigger. Cracker don't really hit the same. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I just say, 
White people got some weak ass insults for each other. Peckerwood. You know, shit. you know, nigga is like the most important word in the English language. It's like the most powerful word in the English language. There's there's no alter there's no equivalent of it that is as damaging. Tell me more. I'm just saying. Can you call anybody anything worse than a nigga? With the same cultural and historical impact that the word nigga has had. No. Is there any other word that's been as damaging? No. No. Nigga is the most powerful word in the English language. And you know what's big about that? Is that Jewish people have had a Holocaust in our lifetime. Not our lifetime. No, not in our lifetime. But in really recent history. Right. Experienced a Holocaust. And they don't have a word. They have some terrible words. Right. But I don't think they have any as culturally impactful, for better or worse, mm-hmm. than nigger. Correct. That's, that is a testament to how powerful the word nigger is. You're right. I agree. That is maybe one of the best points we have ever made on this podcast. Wow. <laughs> Just saying. That is a lot. I have to I have to seriously digest that. Hey, send us your thoughts on that. Yep. Send us your uh, thoughts on that as long along with your is nigger the most powerful word in the English language. Mm. Send that along with your racist stories, uh your real life uh your real life racist encounters along with your listener letters, questions for myself, D Randall, or anybody else you hear on this podcast. Please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com or visit us at opinionswildblack.com. We can figure out how to get in touch with us, other ways to listen to us, and ways to buy merch. New Fall 21 merch is available. Get your Black Woman as God shirts. Mm. We'll be back with your listener letters as well as the top three STFUs. You are experiencing Houston's most savage Savage. podcast. Pour up, niggas. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And so help me God, I am drunk. Feel pretty good. I feel good about it. Feeling good, feeling great, feeling great, feeling good. How are you? It is time for the listener letters. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jermaine Charles sent me something on Facebook that I don't think he meant as a listener letter, but he is, in fact, a listener. And I wanted to, I, I, I wanted to bring this to the floor. Um, as, an old, as an old school hip-hop nerd, I can't ignore your assertion that most women don't really go for that rapidly rap stuff. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but as I listen to this new track with Common and Black Thought, I'm wondering how you account for the affinity ladies have for Common's music. I have my own theories, but I'm wondering about your thoughts. I have to asterisk most women because there are definitely some women rap nerds in my circle who would take umbrage if I don't point that out. I'll admit the circles I run in uh, leads to a pretty biased sample, though, and they left me a they left me a link to the common and black thought joint you know we actually listened to that album uh we didn't get to review it it kind of passed us by uh 
Let me just start off by saying Common is not getting enough flowers for that album. Common got back to common fucking sense. Common was out here. Black butterfly from the other side. Rapidly rapping his ass off. It is it is inspiring good feelings in D. Randall now move, as I we speak. My way, big D energy, I innovate. How to never move weak, I demonstrate. And peace, uh, elevate. Uh, man, Black Thought be rap rapping. Black Thought be rapping his motherfucking ass off. But let me go ahead and break down my theory on Common's popularity with the ladies. Okay. It's one you've probably never heard before. And it may come as a shock to some of you. Here we go. Common's popularity with the ladies as a rapper is because Common is attractive. <gasps> I will say that again. Gasp. Common is popular with a rapper. It is popular as a rapper, as an actor, as anything else he's doing with the ladies because he is conventionally Physically attractive. He is aesthetically pleasing to most women who consume his stuff. You know how I know? Because they will they will tell you left and right. Fonte been doing about the same line of shit that Common has been doing for as many years and is nowhere near as popular with the women as Common, as Common is. This nigga been doing the whole foreign exchange albums, singing his ass off, and rapping about sensitive shit. This is the point. This is the foreign exchange. The yeah. foreign exchange is the sensitive R and B version of Fonte, who's already kind of the epitome of grown man rap, and he is nowhere near as popular as Common, because Common looks good with his shirt off. Because Common is aesthetically pleasing in the face. Even my mother kind of low-key wants to fuck Common. Okay. It's, it's got weird. If I have to know it, y'all got to know it. So, I mean, <laughs> she's never said it, but th that's the subtext. I'm just saying, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, it's a, it, it should be a shock that someone who is aesthetically pleasing has, a, and, and then has a skill is going to be popular with the women. Look at LL Cool J. Look at... Look at... No. Look at Drake. No, don't even go that high on the talent scale. Uh -oh. We don't have to go that high on the talent scale. Look at Future. Is he considered conventionally attractive? Yeah, they like him. Oh, okay. They like him. You know, I was just... I was, just, I was, I was keeping... They don't, they, I, they don't put it out there as much because they don't like it because they don't like him enough to excuse the bullshit. That he pulls. Got you. Well, I, I was going to use the light skin tangent on this one, but that would have been counterproductive. You can. But, yeah, I did. You can. You know, LL, Drake, same thing. You know, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. He also, in common, also happens to be talented when he has good production behind him. Yes. You know, so I don't, I don't think that's. I, it, it, and I'm literally not saying it as if Common's just half-ass talented. Common be rapping his ass off when he want to. 
it's just every it's just all the other bullshit you have to put up with, like him having thoughts and ideas outside of rap and acting and acting. My God. And then, you know, all that all that credit in the bank with the women gets it. It affords you to be ignored for a lot of your bullshit, because if we really looking at the body count. Common just as much of a hoe. I mean, well, he doesn't have the kids to show for it. But Common really be out here outside sticking and moving just as much as Future. If we really look at the, if we really look at the But the, the difference evidence, is Common usually gets, he's usually the one getting dropped off. That too. Also, <laughs> also I'm assuming Common uses condoms. Yeah, yeah. He's not the one, yeah. Spreading his demon seed across the planet. <laughs> um, he's, and it, he's not the overfiend. And also, let me just address the women and hip hop relationship. I'm not saying that there aren't women that are into the rapidy rap. I have heard D. Randall say many times, as a as a rapper himself, there were not a lot of women at the legendary chaotic shows. Not not at all. Not at all whatsoever. There were a few. I'm sure. But I'm they sure. they were into the music. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, but, you know, there was uh, 5% of the women there. 5% of the people there were women. And so, this just, we, we're not talking, it, this isn't one of those things where, it's, where we're saying, oh, women can't be nerds or, you know, we don't want women at the cons or whatever. We, that's not what we're saying. I'm just going off of metrics. Have I seen a lot of, have I, I, do I know women that have gone to the, the common show? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Do I know women that have gone to the Fonte show? Absolutely. Do I know as many women that went, that went to see uh common as I did, went to see immortal technique? No, no, <laughs> not, not at all. And and part of the and it's not women's fault because Immortal Technique ain't rapping for the women. They can't they can't get jiggy that shit. And Immortal Technique ain't doing no crossovers with Jeremiah. <laughs> he not. <laughs> you not go here. You not go to hear Tech Nine with a Chris Brown feature. You won't. You know it's also wild. And this this is a whole other talk to have another time. It, it's funny how music has conditioned us to believe that. Music that women will like has to be catered to them in a particular way. Like there it helps. Ha- there has to be some type of romantic or feminine leaning sentiment in order for them to like it. Or that, it's stereotypically yeah. so. Right? And that's that's always been funny to me. Like when when we've made albums in the past and people say, well, you know, you gotta you know you gotta make one for the ladies. So I don't know if you have to. I mean, do women yeah, I mean, okay. Do women like think about social issues differently than we do? You know, it's like that's always been funny to me. That's fair. One that's thing I do fair. know, women don't give a fuck about all them bars all the time. They don't. I learned that firsthand. They don't. They, they don't, and that's and that's fine. I know that firsthand. I and that's fine. There should be like there are there are just historically speaking, you have to know your audience, but <laughs> there are certain conversations where. The pussy's gonna dry up if we keep talking about this shit. You know what I, I'm saying? I had no groupies. None. 
Never did a woman come up to me and say, D. Randall, the way you spit those bars. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, could, I, I was going to say, I could not imagine it with a straight face. <laughs> could not. Um, but hopefully I think that answers that question to a degree. Um, and also just random thoughts on the Common Album and the crossover Black Thought. That was two rapping-ass niggas rapping their ass off. Yeah. That was the heat. Yeah. Common, and that's why people are so disappointed when Common comes out with this soft-ass shit because we know he's got more He's got more than that. And I'm not talking about the romantic shit because I got on board during his era of being romantic. I was, I like, B was, B was my album. Back to front to back, um, uh, 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 finding forever, front to back for me. That was a, and you know I had listened to him before that, and I know you know, but as far as me being a common fan, that was my era. Yeah. So I'm not dissing that, but I knew he had more bars in him than that. And when you when you come out with shit like, no, no, okay, nobody was smi- nobody was smiling. Wasn't that great? Um, universal mind control was trash. Oh, yeah. anyway, anyway, one of these days we're gonna one of these days we're gonna have a best or worst common list. Well, we, don't have, we don't have to do that. We don't have to not do really. That. I think it's about time we get to the top three SCFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up. We have some runners up. We have some runners up. Uh, we have two runners up. Uh, people that have actually been on, been at, been at odds at some point. First runner up is Soldier Boy. Uh, you, yeah. Soldier Boy was on Twitter, uh, trying to shoot his shot at Sweetie. I hate that this is the new thing. Ain't she with somebody? Quavo or somebody? No, that's over. Oh, I think that ended pretty uh, loudly and abruptly and maybe violently. She. Meaning she farted after she ate one of the McDonald's meals? God damn it. <laughs> Shit. God damn it. Uh, I have to say, the rollouts the, the rollouts for rappers and food are getting weird. Megan Thee Stallion has a hot sauce at Popeye's. Pop- Popeye's does not need to advertise to its base demographic was, at all. <laughs> they do not need to keep pandering to us. They clearly have our money. <laughs> What the fuck is that about? If anything, they need to start pandering to more white people. Right. I'll say, they, y'all need to get, give Halsey a hot sauce or some shit. Well. No, 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 no. No, just kidding. Just kidding. That would be a mild sauce, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate that this is the new thing. I hate that the new thing is Soldier Boy. It, not Soldier Boy in particular, but I hate that the new thing is... I just shoot my shot in the most unimaginative way humanly fucking possible on Twitter. You're not even using all the characters. Like, and I, 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 was, I was harping on this earlier this week. It is time to bring love letters back. It's time. It is. It's, as I'm speaking as a writer right now. It's time to bring love letters back. Mm. I feel that way, man. We need that. Bruh, is, like, didn't, didn't you see the reaction? Not even just the reaction. Not even just the reaction from the lady. The reaction to everybody who saw a man bringing a woman flowers. 
I was going to say there needs to be more face-to-face interaction. There, there doesn't need to be this little shorthand type because the problem, the problem what? with no, no, go ahead. Go I was going to say the problem with people in the social media age is that people can't write anymore. So a love letter would would look very tragic right now. Well, well, let's look at that though. There's a whole di- the love letter I'm talking about. I'm not talking about through email. Niggas don't write. There's a whole different vibe. Think about it, bro. You want people to write, right, fam? I, as a writer, I'm telling you, this was when, fam, Hemingway, Langston, uh, 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 Percy, Byron, the way you knew who the real fucking writers were out there was they had the most lit love letters of all fucking time. The Sex in the City trilogy, the best moment in the whole trilogy, trilogy of those fucked up movies, is ever mine, ever thine, ever ours. Come on, bro. There were we, three of those? Uh, <laughs> I, oh, the third one's coming. No, no, the third oh, one's coming. I, I, third one's coming, whether we like it or not. Kim Cattrall lost that battle. Sorry. She fought for us. Let's not rem- Her sacrifice was not in vain. Um, so my thing is the love letter's got to come back, bro. You had to really think about why you fuck with that girl. You had to think of something outside of 280 characters to let this girl know why you fuck with her. Tough. The long way. I, someone literally challenged me earlier this week on this. I, I do this and I'm telling you. And I'm telling you partially because I don't want to be the contributing editor on fucking 1,001 romantic tweets one day. It'd be an easy job, but I don't want it. Look. We need to bring back these fucking love letters, bro. This was, the, this was the testament to who the real fucking writers were, bro. I have you a, need that shit. I have a challenge to our listeners out there. I want, I want you to send in... A love letter written as Soldier Boy to Sweetie. Oh, oh my God! The winning entry. The winning entry. We get an opinions by opinions while black shirt. I'll send it to you myself. I'll send you a shirt. It's cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Fuck it. We'll send you a love shirt. letter from Soldier Boy to Sweetie. <laughs> Winner gets a shirt, and I'll probably throw in another gift for you as well. Oh my from God! From the uh, opinions while black merchandise store. I'm, I'm in. I'll I'm make in. it. I'll make it worth your while. Yeah, we'll do it. It's. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Actually, I'll let you choose the item you want, and I'll send it to you. How about that? Go for it. Boom. Yeah. And you'll get, <laughs> you'll get something from him, you'll get something from me. It's I'm, cool. I'm going to read it live on the air in my Soldier Boy voice, too. Oh, shit. You! In the meantime, Soldier Boy, don't nobody care you want to fuck, sweetie. This is just like, who was that that got it, Rihanna? Boozy. It's just like when Boozy like, was just dead set anybody on... Anybody poor? This is just when, like when Boozy was dead set on Rihanna. And Rihanna didn't give a fuck. No. Uh, yeah, the, bro, shut the fuck shut up, the dog. Bow Wow also needs to shut the fuck up because he feels like he needs more stage time on... Boozy the... looks like a racial slur. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Like, I, I just realized, like... When you when you think of shit like porch monkey and moon cricket and spade, like Boosie looks like that shit. <laughs> Tell me he don't. Tell 
me, tell me, what is wrong with when you when you hear the word jigaboo and you look at Boosie and his yellow bloodshot jaundiced eyes, like oh damn, that is what a jigaboo looks like. I, that is a scary thing. And if you thought that all black people look like Boosie badass, you'd be scared of them too. Not all black people look like boozy. You're also racist. So let's just let's put that out there. I mean, oh shit! You know what is wrong? This is why we need a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had like three more lined up after that that I can't oh, say. Oh <laughs> shit! Because I have a day job. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? Send your racist comments. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, they gonna put me on white people can't must be stopped next week. <laughs> oh, we haven't even actually got two, three. That's just the runners up. Bro. Oh my bad. Bow wow, bow wow. Oh, fuck needs him. to shut the fuck up because <laughs> he, th- he thinks he thinks he deserves more stage time on the Millennium Tour than he's getting. <laughs> now on his face, this is hilarious. The fact that he thinks he needs more time in anyone's face. Is comical to me. Now, now, on the other hand, I understand where he's coming from because the Millennium Tour is basically a resurrection of the Scream Tour. And the Scream Tour, for those of you elder millennials that grew up in that era, know, the 106 and Park crowd knows that the Scream Tour was all about Bow Wow and B2K. The difference between then and now is that B2K is going to give you the same show Maybe better than they gave you twenty years ago. They still doing all them same dance moves. They still in. They're still in touring shape, doing all them flips. Omarion ain't stopped shimmying since. <laughs> Omarion been popping and locking ever since, and has not stopped. That nigga dance the same. That nigga sound the same. He might be better at this point. He at any time he looks like he just got off a tour and could smash you in a fucking dance battle. It looks like you got served was a day ago. Mm. Bow Wow ain't doing that. Anybody that saw Fast and Furious 9 knows this nigga look, literally looks like a man boy. Or anyone who saw Versus just a few weeks ago. <laughs> right. Bow Wow is not in tour shape anymore. He's not going to be doing all the same shit he was doing on the screen tour. He's not. One, because he's not 12 years old anymore. Even though he dates 12 years old. Oh. How old is she? Sir, sir. First of all, that's Marcus Houston. Marcus Houston is the pedophile. Wait, who? Okay. Marcus Houston is the pedophile. Damn. I got my problematic niggas mixed up. Yeah, I said it. Marcus Houston is the pedophile. Be going, son. Marcus Houston is the pedophile. Wait, who was who was Shad dating? Um I, I Angela Simmons. Oh, damn. Oh, he was, I mean I mean he got a roster. Sierra, Angela Simmons, um, uh well I He dated Sierra when she allegedly was peeing on herself. Oh, I think God I remember that. God no, that's how I have to that's how I have these mnemonic devices. That's how I remember things. All that to say. <laughs> Bow Wow ain't got a leg to stand on. Am I am I an honorable mention yet? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you no, you're on this is why we need a Patreon right now. I'm going to chill. Shad Moss needs to shut the fuck up. The yes. Fuck up. Number three is Nicki Minaj. Uh, Onika Tanya Mirage at this point has to chill. I do not. I should not have to know what blackfishing is. 
Well, I, I guess we all know what blackfishing is. I just I shouldn't know that that's a term that they're using now. Basically, some white bitch that I've never that I've never heard of before in my life has been blackfishing. Has been in a group blackfishing her whole career, uh, and it shows to it shows you how far she's gotten. Because I don't know who the fuck to, I don't know who the fuck Jesse Nelson is. Um, and somebody that used to fuck with her that used to that apparently used to tour in the same group as her that no longer is in the group with her wanted to call her out for her blackfishing. For those of you that don't know what blackfishing is, blackfishing is when, no, 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 J-E-S-Y. Uh, no, that is, I hope that's not Jesse Nelson. Um, Jesse, so um, basically it's when, it's when a white artist tries to strongly suggest black features or tries to strongly suggest that they might have a possibility of being racially ambiguous. Um, most notably, uh, for those of you millennials, Pink used to do this shit. Uh, Randall, Randall doesn't buy it, I, but you you weren't the audience that was being skewed to. Pink, pink younger, just, younger, more impressionable people. Pink just quote-unquote acted black. Yeah, she never. There L.A. Reed, never. That was, she never said it. L.A. Reads, but but she wasn't her own artist at that time. L.A. Yeah. Reed was selling it that way. L.A. Reed was yeah. very much selling blackness with Pink. Yeah, he was selling urbanness. Yes, with Pink. Um, but it I, was it was like early. It was an early stage blackfish. So looking at this Jesse Jesse with a Y. There are some looks where she looks white, and there are some looks where I can definitely tell that she is trying to pass as something other than what she is. Correct. Like she's she like with these these dookie braids here. She's very stereotypically trying to look like something. She looks like, or she's very obviously trying to give the Beyonce hair here. Right. She looks like one of the stages of Little Kim. <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> That's what she looks like. And here she looks like a bap or a brass, whatever, whichever one those are. Yeah. So with her, she's not just blackfishing. She's just confused. Right. Or trying to, or blackfishing is more trying to confuse your audience. Yeah. So I, I get with her. Rachel Dolezal. Blackfish. No, she's, de, she's delusional. She's not even black. Because <laughs> she believes that bullshit. Yeah, she's delusional. Like, she's just keeping that same energy about the shit. And Nicki Minaj, um, when the when the when the bandmate called her out about this, Nicki Minaj was on live with her. I hate these little. I hate that this is a new thing that like just getting on live to argue with somebody now, and they answer you and say, "Sure, I'll argue with you," mm. is a thing now. Um, it's weird to me to see people on live talking to each other and like about nothing there are millions of people watching y'all talk to each talk other, to each other about weird. really not shit yeah y'all are boring anyway and nikki got on got on live with her and said basically take all those allegations and all those text messages and go fuck yourself and basically was like well why didn't you speak up sooner well if if you really felt this way about blackfishing why didn't you speak up sooner which sounds very much like well if well if if well, if you got raped, why didn't you speak up sooner? It sounds very much like that. If you have a legitimate concern about something, why didn't you speak up sooner and get dragged by all of the internet? Um, 
Nicki Minaj basically did not address blackfishing. She did not address the point. She basically just made excuses for somebody she would make she would lead us to believe is her friend. I still do, I don't know this woman. I don't know this woman. Like she's either blackfishing or she looks like one of the chicks from Jersey Shore. Uh, a little bit of both. It's it's a lot I mean, of a lot of bit of both. Yeah, I mean her her situation. This is very different from what people might have been accusing Pink of. This is very different from that. That's Pink. why I said that's like year one. That's like yeah. like first level black fishing. Yeah, this is this is this is where black fishing is now. I I can just tell by how far her titties are spaced apart that her music don't <laughs> pop like that. <laughs> God damn it! And I've been drinking water for the last three weeks. Now this look what happened. We need a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so my and so my thing is that like for you to dance around this issue, for you, especially for you to want our support so badly, Nikki wants our support so badly and wants us to support what her and her rapist husband are going through at this sensitive time. Um, because I know the next step is she's gonna play the black, uh, not the black card, but she's going to play the West Indian card. And next step is she's going to be in a Tucker Carlson show. Basically. There should be some, there are certain people that when they agree with you, that should be a sign for you to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You need to fall back. And Nicki Minaj, like I said this last week, why can't she be one of those artists? She's at that level. She's at that level with Frank, with Beyonce, with Kendrick, where she could, ju- if she wanted to, she could just drop some shit, sell a million records, and vanish. And we never have to hear about what's going on with her. We never have to hear about her thoughts about the world, any of that shit. I don't know what the fuck Frank thinks about anything. Why can't she just do that? Because she can't help herself. And because she's not... I'm not going to go there. That's a Patreon. I could do a million Patreons about why Nicki Minaj is not a good rapper. Shut the fuck up. Just please go away. I've enjoyed three of your songs ever in your career. Um, Number two is returning to the rankings is Stacey Dash. Where has she been? Not important. We're in the sea of irrelevancy. Basically. Um, Stacey Dash, she's been on this rollout. She did an interview where she wants us to know that she has been on that for the past that she in the past few in the past recent years. She didn't say, but it is strongly suggested during the Trump years that she was on opioids. Oh, okay, she's broke now, so she wants us to feel sorry for her. Correct. Okay, understood. I don't need to know the ins and outs of her opioid addiction. I hope she, I, you know, I, I, just like anybody else, I hope she got better. I don't need to know none of that shit past that. Attention whoring is an opioid. <laughs> mm. Y'all notice, y'all notice Randall lets me cook for like the whole two hours of this podcast. <laughs> and then in like the last 20 minutes, just really starts firing them off, that's bro. What, like. That's what it kicks in, man. <laughs> and I'm hungry. Oh boy, see there, all all of the above. Uh, 
So, I, I my thing, my problem with Stacey Dash is we don't want you back. No, we, we don't want you back. And all of these are attempts to get back in our good graces by playing on our sympathies. And the, and I know what this is. I first it starts off with the opioid addictions, mm-hmm. unpacking that and how 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 tumultuous that should have been mentally for you. Mm-hmm. The next step is the mental health bag. Absolutely. She's going to do a mental health rollout, most likely on Charlemagne's show. She's gonna and she's gonna she's gonna have some kind of breakdown on how the black community, you know Turn their turn our backs yep. on her. Turn our backs on her at the first sign of whatever. And Charlemagne no, I'm not doing it. I'm I, not doing I'm not I'm no, I'm not going there with her. I would like to be on that episode when she does that. Because I would like to tell her the truth on why she's no longer allowed back in. And what truth is that? Because she ain't finding us anymore. (laughs) It's the truth. She was marginally talented to begin with. um, But we we gave her a pass because she was like top five fine at the time. She was top five fine. You know, Euphonic Euphonic named his old car back in the day after her. Hey. And that car is a piece of shit right now, ain't it? <laughs> it did get fucked up on the freeway. If she was still fine, a lot of a lot of a lot of the community would be would, would be, be a little more would be willing to hear willing you out. To hear it out. I'm not saying we'd let her back in. You might get an appeal hearing, right? I mean, shit. Chrisette Michelle can get an appeal hearing, right? At this point, people are going to be like, "Who are you again?" Stacy Dash ain't getting no appeal here. Not from me. Not no, ever. No. Not not the fuck after that shit she pulled. Not ever. Fucks no. She, she fuck Stacy. She can go talk to Sage Steele about it. Also, never getting an appeal here from me. <laughs> Sage Steele is becoming the patron saint of saying stupid shit. She is the female Terry Crews of all this shit. You ain't lying. <laughs> you ain't lying, fam. Nice try, Stacey Dash, but you can't come back in. You cannot. You cannot. Over my dead fucking body. Fuck you. No, not ever. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And the number one person, and the number one people who should shut the fuck up are not Dave Chappelle, but all the people still defending Dave Chappelle. All of you. Chill the fuck out, fam. All of you. Everyone defending Dave Chappelle's bullshit, shut the fuck up. Chill the fuck out. You know why? Y'all won. Dave Chappelle won. He won. Remember that shit in in Django Unchained when Calvin Candy was talking all that shit after he figured out they were just trying to get get Django's wife back? Mm -hmm. And he was like, I think think Dr. Schultz is a sore loser. And Dr. Schultz was like, I think you are an abysmal winner. (laughs) These are the worst winners on the fucking planet. Fam. One, Dave Chappelle won. He, you got what you wanted. He said some terrible shit about people that weren't doing shit to him for the third special in a fucking row. He got his Netflix check and no, and and was with complete impunity and was and and got no got blowback and received no consequences for it. The person who spoke up at Netflix, a trans person, got fired. Got fired for speaking out against transphobia. 
Dave Chappelle won. He beat them. He beat the LGBT community in this case. I'm not saying that because it's a proud moment. I'm saying that because this is fucked up and y'all got what y'all wanted and y'all are still out here talking shit and, and telling everybody about these crazy fucking conspiracy theories, these stupid, these stupid comparisons y'all are making. It makes my fucking head hurt. It's all, well... I noticed how no one said anything when Dave Chappelle was talking about the black community and making fun of the N-word. You stupid motherfuckers. Y'all so stupid and short-sighted. Y'all have, y'all have the memory of Dory from Finding Nemo. Yes, they talked about him going too far on Chappelle's show. There's literally a whole season of lost episodes that he could not, that could not originally be played because they went too far with the jokes. What the fuck are y'all talking about? The first episode featured a black Klansman who said nigger the whole time and a family called the nigger family. Not even that. They had an episode where there were gay people dressed in drag Mowing the lawn to ass, ass, titties, titties. You think he could get away with that in 2021? No. He's still getting away with it because we still think that shit's funny. I had to keep myself from not cracking a fucking joke about it just now. Fam, Dave Chappelle did exactly what y'all set out for him to do. Y'all, but y'all want him to be a victim and y'all want him to be the new Dick Gregory so fucking bad. Y'all don't realize that Dick Gregory lost his fucking mind at one point. Y'all forgot about towards the end of his life he wasn't doing nothing but caping for Bill Cosby. Because y'all remember the shit y'all want to remember about your fucking heroes. You put the pudding in the pudding pot. <laughs> and you motherfuckers... Really came out with this. Oh well, you, well actually, no one ever said anything when he's when he when he talked about black people. It's always cute when black people talk about other black people. Guess what? All in-house jokes are funny. Self-deprecation is a centerpiece of comedy. Sam J literally does all her comedy about other LGBT people. Correct. Her her Netflix special was literally all about her being a stud, and how fucked up her relationship is with her femme girlfriend. Correct. And how fucked up it is, the dichotomy of being of being seen as a stud and still being a woman. That's an in-house joke. Hassan Minaj, Homecoming, which mm. was a masterclass of comedy, yep. was about other Middle Eastern people. And was about being Middle Eastern in America and Middle e and Middle Eastern's people relationship with other not only other Middle Easterns but with white people. That's in-house jokes and the confusing dichotomy of being a Muslim Indian. Correct. At the same time. So, Correct. Yes. Self-deprecation is a centerpiece of comedy. Y'all y'all act like y'all just discovered fire or blowjobs for the first time, fam. Stop. Just stop. Y'all won. Y'all don't have to come up with any more batshit crazy ways to legitimize this shit. Uh, uh, what, uh, uh, fucking the B squad on on uh, Joe Budden just got to, just got to talking about when uh, Joe Rogan says every, anything he wants to with complete impunity. Joe Rogan says anything he wants to. No, we tell Joe Rogan to shut the fuck up too. Mm -hmm. 
It's just the people that fuck with him, fuck with him. And the people that fuck with Dave Chappelle, fuck with Dave Chappelle. And you're not going to be able to convince them otherwise. Correct. No matter what gargoyle shit they're spewing this week. We like Dave Chappelle. He funny, but he wrong. Both can be true. And in this case, both are true. Leave these people to fuck alone. What the fuck are y'all so proud of? Why do y'all want to beat the LGBT community so bad? Y'all ain't, y'all ain't fighting cancel culture. As a matter of fact, y'all is the exact ones proving that cancel culture doesn't fucking exist. Because it didn't work on Dave Chappelle. Name one person cancel culture has actually worked on, other than Daniel Caesar. Kevin Spacey. No. No, no. Kevin Spacey's still working. Oh. Kevin Spacey working. I mean, it's not good work, but it's work. Oh. It's more it's more than a, a pedophile deserves. I think Daniel Caesar just went away. Daniel Caesar partly went away and he asked to be canceled, and I think that's a different story. When you ask to be canceled, just that's different. I just want y'all to shut the fuck up. And before we go, I have an additional shut the fuck up for y'all. All you niggas is mad about Superman, about Superman's son being gay. Y'all are the dumbest motherfuckers on earth. Y'all are the single-handed, stupidest motherfuckers I have ever come into contact with. Y'all, y'all are ridiculous. First of all, 90% of you motherfuckers mad about Superman about Superman's son being gay ain't read a Superman comic since you were 10 years old. So right there is grounds for you to shut the fuck up. But I'm going to go a little deeper. Because it's all this, why are they forcing our children to read about sexuality? Why do it got to be sexuality? And first of all, the main demographic for comics ain't been little children in decades. All those children that were reading comics when you knew back when you knew about comics all grown, grew up to be my age reading comics. We are the main demographic, 18 to probably 34. I am 38. 18 to 34 is probably the main demographic. And most of that is in the high 20s to mid 30s. All I will say is um, I let my niece um, play her Spotify playlist in my car on the way home one day. Um, Y'all ain't got shit to worry about from Superman's son. Sexuality what, is here for what the my kids. niece is what my niece has on that playlist is 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 much worse than that shit. So y'all y'all need to y'all just need to find something else. They're to be forcing about. the sexuality on our kids. No, they're forcing. They're not forcing any sexuality. If anything, they were forcing heterosexuality on you motherfuckers. Yeah, because y'all were eight years old listening to Bell Biv DeVoe. You know, the whole time that y'all were watching content that that featured nothing but heterosexual people, there have always been gay people out there. Watchmen, there were gay people in Watchmen. There were gay people in V for Vendetta. Sexuality has always been in comics. Sexuality has always been in child content. Every incarnation of Bugs Bunny then had a girlfriend. Bugs Bunny was dressing in drag. Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Mickey and Minnie Mouse were kissing. Guess what? Goofy has a son. That means he fucked someone to get her, to get him. The fact that Superman's son, the fact that Superman and Lois Lane have a son means they had sex. Sexuality been in comics, you stupid motherfuckers. Are you fucking kidding me? Wow. What the fuck are y'all talking about? 
Seth's been in comics. Been in comics. Are y'all... When y'all say this shit out loud and you hear yourself say it, you repeat it to yourself before you say it in public, does it make sense to you? Is it a learning block? How do y'all not see the Disney been sexual? Black Widow to try Black Widow didn't either almost fucked or tried to fuck at least three different Avengers. Fam, what the fuck are y'all talking about? I think Bruce hit. Anyway. <laughs> he, oh yeah, he hit. He hit definitely. The Hulk, Hulk hit. That's got to be dangerous though. That's a whole other nope, discussion. No, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna stop it right there. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? <laughs> yeah, we have. We definitely did a podcast. Hulk smash. <laughs> <laughs> You could not help yourself. Uh, I'll be back on water next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, listeners, why the fuck are y'all still here? <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Listeners. I regret nothing. I, I was going to say, it's been a ride. And if you've, if you've remained on this ride with us, God help you. <laughs> God help you. It, I I don't know who some of y'all are on like a road trip right now probably or something, and somebody is subjected to this in the car. Please drive safely. <laughs> Pull over. Pull over yeah. when you need to. Take breaks. This is a two-hour podcast. Don't get killed over us. Don't let don't let them find don't let them find out the last shit you were listening to. Was us talking about whether the Hulk bust or not. <laughs> it, should, it should be overturned in a ditch, and they pull up, and they hear this shit playing. They hear me talking about suck my fucking dick. Suck my black-owned dick. Yeah, you see, you don't want that. You don't want that. Uh, I want to call in. Um... What if what podcast <laughs> you were listening to before you died turns into the new Were You Wearing Clean Underwear? Oh. oh. A lot of y'all going to be fucking out of there. Oh, sorry, y'all. Oh, boy. Oh, we're, we're, we're those guys. Uh, I don't know, man. We'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back next week. We, we got, we always got some more shit. Drinking water. He will. I might, you know what? I might, I might, I might. Next week might be a clean episode. Uh Oh, might watch it be boring. I'll say be stupid as hell. Immediately going into the next room. Grab something. Exactly. (laughs) Energy need to go up right now. Like Popeye, this fucking spinach. Uh, fam. Except ours is Jameson. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jameson is our spinach. Oh, nigga, last night it was Long Islands. Ooh. Amanda warned me. She was like, are you sure? Long you know, Island? the last time you had Long Islands. Do you hate yourself? I, Long Islands are the greatest drink in the history of mankind. Whew. That's four ounces of alcohol, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck else do you know? That's how you know Oz got a problem. Who the fuck else do you know is just hardcore going up for four ounces of alcohol? Mm. Anyway, maybe maybe next week will be the intervention. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Um, maybe clean, maybe sober, maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> Until then, this has been episode 157. 157 of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. 
I'm D. Randall. <laughs> it is always forever imparting titties. I'm sorry. I'm just hitting him with a quick. <laughs> I just love that shit. <laughs> oh, man. Bye, niggas. Oh.